All right. Welcome to today's episode of The Positive Punch, everybody. I'm very excited to have a very special guest on today's episode. Uh, he's a guy that actually we met through LinkedIn and uh, we just connected actually through mutual friends. And man, when I had a conversation with this guy, I just knew that he was the type of person I wanted to have a conversation with about being authentically yourself. You know, he's doing some incredible things. He's got a podcast series called the Yes, I Can podcast, uh, where he talks all about his story and how to be authentically yourself. Uh, he's also a, a high performance and exec- executive coach, as well as a keynote speaker. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to, to have a conversation with him today. So please help me welcome Paul Can. So Paul, thank you very much for being on today's episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jordan. And I'm really excited about our conversation today. And I just love what you're doing with with your podcast and uh, really looking forward to having a, a, a awesome conversation with you today. So thank you for having me. Hey, not a problem. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I feel like we're going to have a great conversation. Uh, and really, what I wanted to start off and, and just ask, uh, ask about yourself is, um, you know, about your story. You know, I, I know on your series, you talk a lot about being authentically yourself. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and um, about your journey in, in personal growth and, and what got you to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. And my journey to finding my most authentic self or not my most authentic self, but my authentic self, I don't think there's a most or a less, it's just authenticity um, in itself. And so it's been a lifelong journey. And the part that I really wanted to share that really brought me along this journey was 11 years ago, I came out as a transgender man. And up until that point was incredibly challenging for me growing up, not knowing who I authentically was just because I didn't even know what transgender was up until I was 18. It just wasn't even an option. It wasn't a thing. I didn't even know it existed. I just knew that there was something off. I knew that there was something that didn't quite match up. I just didn't really know what it was. And all my life I had been living according to what others had told me I was supposed to be. And when I was 18, I finally found out what transgender was through YouTube at that time. And it just made so much sense. And I just thought to myself, this is who I am. This just, this makes sense now about why I have been feeling the way that I am and how I couldn't quite figure out why I just didn't quite feel like myself in my own skin, in my own body, in my own identity. And you would think that the the journey ends there where I just transition and then become my most authentic self and then life is great. But really that was just the very beginning of my journey because right when I came out, I was told by the people closest to me that no one would ever love someone like me. No one would ever accept someone like me. And I fully believe them. I looked at myself and I thought, yeah, you're right. Who would love someone like me? Who would would accept someone like me? And I had grown up in a very religious and conservative environment. And I just thought, yeah, like that's, that's what I should expect. And so after I came out, I went right back into the closet because I was deathly afraid that other people would find out about my past. They find out about who I am. And if they did, that I would lose everything and everyone in my life that I had worked so hard to create it. My whole life, I didn't have dreams of being ultra successful or popular or 
um, being being six, uh, successful on a world stage or anything like that in terms of being famous. I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted. I just wanted to quote unquote be normal. And so when I had met my wife and she was in my mind so out of my league, I thought to myself that it was just too good to be true when she fully loved and accepted me for who I was. And in the back of my mind, I just kept telling myself that she's going to wake up one day and realize that this is not what she signed up for. She's going to end up leaving me. And so for 11 years of my life, I was so ashamed of myself that I couldn't even say the word transgender. It couldn't even come out of my mouth. And what I didn't realize was I just kept myself in this invisible prison where I would constantly be self-sabotaging myself because I told myself that things can't get too good in my life or else they're going to be taken away from me. And so it got to a point in my life where I had thought that if I just work hard enough, I keep working my way up the corporate ladder. If I make more money, if I have more things in my life, then I'm finally going to feel worthy. I'm finally going to feel enough. And what I didn't realize was that the more that I tried to be enough, the more I tried to do the things to fill up my worthiness, the less I felt, the more empty I felt. And I got to a place in my life where my marriage was falling apart. I had no joy in my life. I was just mechanically living every single day, going to work, numbing myself, just filling myself with things to do so that I wouldn't have to face myself because I was so incredibly disgusted with who I was that I found myself on the verge of separation with my wife. And I came home one day and she was crying on the floor and she said to me, I feel like I have to leave or I feel like I'm going to die here. And I realized at that point that something drastically had to change in my life because I was going to end up losing everything and everyone in my life. And so I went in to do the inner work and when I went into this transformational leadership program, it was the very first time that I realized that I had put up so many walls in my life and I had been so busy living my life according to needing validation from others that I had stopped receiving love from others. I'd stopped loving myself and in turn, I couldn't love anyone else. And so it was the very first time that I gave myself permission to fully accept myself and give myself permission to be fully authentically me. And when I did that, what I realized is that not only did I experience a level of freedom that I had never, ever experienced in my life, but also that I empowered and inspired other people to break out of their own closet of inauthenticity. And it looks different for every single person, whether it's a, a part of their past or maybe something to do with um, their history of maybe abuse. It could be history of addiction. It could be history of anything, anything about themselves that they're afraid for others in the world to see because they're ashamed of it. That. I also empowered and inspired them to step into their power and own who they authentically are. And so that's why I do the work that I'm doing today, because I believe it's so incredibly important to see ourselves, to be fully authentically ourselves, because it's really when we do that, that we can fully see others. And so that's what led me to creating the Yes, I Can podcast. That's what led me to being in the work of transforming the lives of others, because I realized that we are really just in the tip of the iceberg as a humanity of really embracing our true authenticity. And when we do, 
when we fully allow ourselves to be unleashed, the authentic power of who we are, that's when the magic happens in the world. That's when we fully are able to experience a level of freedom that we have never before and that we are able to unleash a whole other level of who we can be in the world. Wow, Paul, there's uh, there's so many so many things I could say to that. That is such an incredible story. And again, I want to thank you for for sharing that. You know, um, I truly believe that everybody in this world has a story that they that they should share. And I believe that everybody's voice deserves to be heard. And I'm so thankful that uh, you shared your story on this on this episode, and that you're uh, vulnerable and just uh, able to to talk about what happened. You know. Um, but if there's one thing I, I want to touch on, you know, you mentioned so many things, but there's one key thing that you mentioned that I think was important. And you talked about uh, being in an invisible prison. And I think that's something that so many b- people go through is that they become prisoners of their past, you know, prisoners of uh, events that have happened to them that they just were so hard to break out of that they're stuck in that spot. Right. And, and you mentioned so many things, you know, the idea that people told you that you weren't going to that people weren't going to love you anymore and, and the things that people said. And it's so easy to hold on to those things and and not let go. But you showed that you were able to let go and surrender to yourself and be yourself. And I think that's so, so important um, and key. So thank you. But you also mentioned about there being a lot of inner work. Uh, which I totally completely agree with. You know, when you search inside for yourself and find your true passion, your true vision, uh, your true self, there is a lot of inner reflection. Um, so, what what can you say about that? What kind of inner work did you find yourself doing? What were some of the most impactful things that you did to really um, break out of your invisible prison and become your authentic self? Yeah, absolutely. I- the most impactful thing that I've ever done was join a transformational leadership program. And in that program, it allowed me, it gave me the opportunity to look at myself and the parts of my life in a way that I have never before. And up until that point, even when I was a child, my dad would always bring up about how I liked to have noise in my life. I would constantly be either talking or listening to music or doing something. There was never a moment of just silence in my life. And I didn't really understand why until later, but it really was because I didn't want to sit in the silence of having to face myself. That if there was no other distractions, that I would have to see me and I would end up being disgusted with what I saw. Because I had put up so many walls in my life to protect myself. And I became a very judgmental person. I was self-righteous. I was an asshole. I was living very self-centered all the time. And I was constantly just setting things on fire in my life. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Because I was trying to push people away so that they wouldn't hurt me. I would push them away so that... I would never have to deal with the pain of someone leaving me or reminding me that I'm not enough. And it was one of those things where I didn't want to face the deep pain that I had within going to the very roots of the feelings of not feeling enough, not feeling worthy, the insecurity that I had. A lot of times that gets masked by anger 
that gets masked by judgment. It gets masked by um, being um, very cocky and flamboyant in terms of like being very verbose like just being flashy because then if there's all these different distractions that people get caught up in they don't have to really see who we really are and i realized that i was living my life that way and so when i went in to do the inner work which allowed me to face for the first time feelings and grief and pain that i had just stuffed away that i thought that if i cover it up with work, if I cover it up with things in my life that it would go away, it never did. It really just continued to fester. And it gave me the opportunity for the very first time to to look at myself in the mirror, eye to eye, to really come to terms with the prices I have been paying in my life, the people that I pushed away, the relationships that I had destructed and sabotaged the parts of myself that I had stopped loving and in turn, everything that I was doing in my life, it would be built up to a certain point and then that would fall apart for some reason, but I didn't really know why I could stretch beyond a certain level of success because I was constantly stopping myself. And so when I finally went in to be still with me and to face the parts of me that I had judged as ugly, I had judged as um, were not worthy to be seen, that I judged as um, parts that I never wanted to look at. That was the very first time that I was able to also let it go. And I think that's the powerful thing about inner work is that we can't possibly fix a problem if we don't acknowledge that it's there. We can't possibly create change if we are not able to be with what is there and to acknowledge what is not working. A lot of times in our, um, we just finished filming um, an episode on my podcast where we talked about, where you talked about ego. Our ego gets in the way all the time of telling us these, these lies around why we should not face things in our life and covering up what is actually there so that we never actually have to acknowledge what is not working in our life. So we never have to acknowledge the feedback that we are coming face to face with every single day. And when I allowed myself to finally face it, when I allowed myself to see the deep prices I have been paying, my wife had been paying, my future children would be paying, the people around me have been paying, that's when I finally realized, wow, something gets to change and I get to transform this because I can't continue to live life like this. And so I allow myself permission to be open, allow myself permission to be vulnerable, allow myself permission to go to the places I've been scared to go to and find the courage to do so. Because I knew that without doing that, there was no way I could access my highest self, my highest potential, my most authentic self to unleash my power because it was it was guarded behind so many layers of walls and security and barbed wire that I've built up over the years that I needed to break it all down in order to almost like a phoenix rise up from the ashes again to finally be free to just be me and to start this new chapter of my life without the chains that I had held on to and kept myself captive in for all these years. You mentioned, you know, throughout your time and your inner work or before it even happened, 
that you had been so caught up in hiding yourself that you started to build up walls uh, around you. And I know before that you mentioned the idea of, of being in an invisible prison. And when you start to realize, um, I think when we when we put up walls around us and guard ourselves uh, to not let people see our true selves, ultimately we're, we end up being the ones that create that prison. We are our own worst enemy at times. And, uh, and it's never easy to truly realize that. And it, what you're saying is so true. You know, when we're so many people get caught up in the noise around them, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, working extra hard, uh, staying busy, trying to chase success, um, or maybe it be they try to distract themselves by drinking, you know, falling into different things that give them that idea of instant gratification. All those things are really just our own ways of stopping ourselves from being alone with ourselves and really truly dealing with that one problem, which is our inner selves, um, which you mentioned, you know, you got caught up in the noise around you so much so because you realized that that was a way of blocking yourself from being with yourself because uh, so many people struggle with being alone because that, like you said, is when they start to realize there's nowhere else to run and they have to face themselves. And, you know, I know in my own life, I've been in similar situations, you know, um, I mentioned on on your podcast before uh, that we filmed that I had been in dark places in my own life where I looked myself in the mirror and didn't recognize myself. And that's because I spent so much time trying to distract myself from the real feelings I was suppressing. Um, so again, Paul, I, I want to thank you for sharing that. Um, but really, uh, you know, for, for people out there who are maybe um, trying to look for ways to deal with their inner selves or, or maybe... Um, reflect and really uh, come out better on the end, other end, what would you say is the one piece of advice that you could give people in, in going and doing that inner work? So I've, 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 I'm, I'm going to give two pieces of advice just because they tie together. Absolutely. The very first thing that is so important is give yourself grace. We are so incredibly hard on ourselves mm. to a point where we hate ourselves for the things that we did wrong, for the things that we didn't do, for the things that um, that we, we blame ourselves for. And we are constantly living in this heaviness of blame, shame, guilt, and judgment. And it ends up reflecting into how we treat others around how we show up in the world because it's actually a reflection of how we're treating ourselves. And so when we start from that very place of giving ourselves grace in that it's okay to not be perfect. When we are chasing this perfectionism or chasing or beating ourselves up for all the things that we didn't do, quote unquote, right, we can't move forward. And so the first place is give yourself grace, that it's okay that you made mistakes. It's okay, whatever it is that you did or didn't do. And that today, this moment is always the perfect moment, the perfect day for day one. It is always the perfect moment for a new start if you choose it. And that leads into um, the second piece of what I wanted to share is that if you're ready for a change, if you're ready to break out of this space of this invisible prison that we've been talking about, it starts with stepping into being fully responsible for your life and not living any further in a place of victim. It is so common and easy every single day to live from a place of 
everything happens to me. It is not my fault. Why did, why are people doing things to me? Things are always this way. That is living from a place of victim. It's being powerless. It's being completely in a place where you cannot do anything, quote unquote, about anything in your life. And when I'm sure many of us have met people like that, or maybe ourselves have been that way. And when you're coming from a place of victim, nothing can be created from that place because you have no power. You're telling yourself that everything happens to you and there's nothing you can do about it. When you are fully 100% responsible for your life, not from a place of blame, shame, guilt, or judgment. That's really important to distinguish. It does not mean that you're blaming and judging yourself for everything they do. No, it means that you are the uncontested author of your life, which means that if it's to be in your life, it's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to me. And when we live from that place, it means that when things happen, we do not become victim of it because we can stand in a place of seeing, okay, how is this happening for me and through me? And when you stand in that place of realizing that, you know what, if I'm the sole uncontested author of my life, it means that if I created it, I can also have the power to change it. And it's not meaning that you're going to beat yourself up for the things that you created that didn't work out or, or not quote unquote good. It means that you can in any moment choose how you show up, choose no matter what happens in your life that you can choose how you react to it. You can choose the decisions that you make from that, that you can always create good from any situation. Like for example, my father-in-law passed away this uh, a couple weeks ago. And when someone passes away, we can come from a place of, I can't believe that happened. Why did that happen to me? How in the world can I move on with life now? And all these different things. And, you know, woe is me. Why do I have such bad luck? We can come from that place or we can say, wow, what is the gift in this situation? And some people can say, how can you find a gift? How can you find a possible gift when someone, when you face something like death, right? When we were thinking about the most devastating things in life, I'm using that as an example. What I... When you come from a place of being fully responsible, you can look at, okay, if this happened, what can I create out of this? How can I, from this, create joy in my life? How can I take, you know, for example, my father-in-law, how can we take what he created in his life and live in his as his legacy? How can I continue to create unity, create generosity, create love, create empowerment, create inspiration in my life from what happened. Instead of looking at, wow, this happened to me. There's nothing I can do about it. Now I'm going to live in devastation and, and, and sadness and you know um, anger and all of that. We always have the power to transform it. Even when things happen, you have the power to choose at every single moment how you want to move forward, what you can create from it. And so if you're in a place where you're ready to transform, it starts with that of giving yourself grace. And secondly, step into being 100% responsible for your own life. Because when you are, then infinite possibilities can come about that because you realize that you have the power to create it and change it. So two things when I hear that, Paul, you know, the first the first thing that, that you mentioned, uh, talking about giving yourself grace, there's something so key you talked about in that. Uh, which is the idea that every day is a new beginning. Every day is a new day, as long as you allow it to be. And that's one thing. If I look at my own life every morning, you know, when I when I journal and, and write down what I'm grateful for in the mornings, the very first thing that I tell myself 
is that I am grateful for the opportunity of a new day, a new beginning, and new change. And it is so important that we recognize that, that um, it doesn't matter where you're at in life, doesn't matter what's happened, you have the ability to create change in this moment right now. Uh, Don't be a prisoner of your past. Don't worry about the future. Be present and understand that today is your day to create change, right? Your life is is a reflection of what you're doing in the moment now. Um, So that's so key. I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's something uh, so important for people to know. And the next thing, you know, is is what you talked about of uh, taking responsibility. And I think you mentioned this phrase, but one thing that I live by is that things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And uh, life is all about perspective, right? And and you really have the ability to create your own reality through your mind and through what you're, what you tell yourself and what you believe. Uh, so everything that you shared there about you know everything from losing your father-in-law uh, to the idea of grief and all of those things is so important. And so whoever's listening to this right now, you know, if you have to go back and listen to what Paul said there again, because there are so many things to take from that. And uh, and again, Paul. I seriously cannot thank you enough for being on this episode, sharing your story, sharing your inner work, um, and and being the voice to create change. Uh, you know, for for all communities, you know, and and especially the transgender community as well. Your story there about how you came out and and were able to show that you know you're a lovable person, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from. Uh, and there's so many people out there that I think are going to benefit from that story and. I, I love what you're doing. Again, uh, people listening, go check out Paul's podcast, Yes, I Can. Uh, the pod, the Yes, I Can podcast, so incredible. Um, but before we end off here, Paul, uh, if you have any other areas um, where people can find you and other work that you want to share, uh, now's your time. You know, the platform's yours. You know, share how people can find you and, and maybe some work that you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, first of all, Jordan, for having me on your podcast it has been such a such an honor and i just love the work that you're doing and so thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to have this conversation with you and um, share my story as well i just i just truly um, appreciate you and appreciate what you're what you're doing um and so for for if you are interested in in um finding out more about the work that I'm doing as well. You can find me as Jordan said um, on my podcast. It's the yes, I can K a N podcast. Um, it's available on all the different, uh, podcast platforms. Um, and as well, a big part of the work that I do is that all, everything that I talked about today comes from emotional intelligence. That's at the very core of it. Self-awareness, relationship management, managing through stress, navigating through challenges, being able to thrive in any situation. It all comes from a place of really elevating your emotional intelligence in how you see the world, how you see yourself. And so that's a big part of the work that I do that I work with my clients on everywhere from athletes to um CEOs to entrepreneurs, um, especially in the corporate space, is working with my clients, um, whether in a group setting or one-on-one, to really elevate 
their emotional intelligence? How do you be able to, when things happen in your life, be able to coach yourself to success, be able to shift in any moment, no matter what happens? And if that's something that you'd be really interested in, in terms of having a conversation on or finding out more about, you can definitely reach me um, at my website, which is www.yesicancan.com. I'd love to have a conversation with you um, about, about what that looks like, or even just explore some resources that could, you know, help you on your journey. Um, if that's something that um, would would you be really interested in that could help you take you to your next level of whether it's performance at work or how you show up in your life, but really creating success in all areas of your life. So you can find me on my podcast. Yes, I can as well as my website, www.yesicancan.com. Awesome. And I hope everyone listening goes and does that. Um, you know, again, you're doing incredible things. And uh, I love being able to collaborate, share stories, and just use these type of platforms to go and inspire others and create change. So Paul, thank you again. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, to anyone listening, go check out Paul's work. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Thank you again.